Welcome everybody to another episode of Do The Woo. It's episode 165 and it's time for the Woo Roundtable. And with me I've got two great panelists, Robert Jacoby and Robbie Adair. Hello to you both. Hey Ronald. Hello Ronald, how are you doing today? Good, great. So this week, I uh, at this time, I want to talk about something that uh, I've been thinking about a lot because it's the, um, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lockdown. So we have, we've had several lockdowns. Uh, some businesses had to close and close their, you know, physical brick and mortar store and had to resort on online sales. But now that I feel that many other countries are also going back to uh, to you know physical sales like in, into a store, they have a online presence, probably doing better than even their their own store. And the question to me is, how do they combine it? How can they can keep both active and you know running a smooth operation? At the same time, in recent weeks, I've also seen news from uh, WooCommerce, um, but also GoDaddy, who've sort of entered the market with uh, POS and handheld devices to take contactless payments. So, you know, putting that all together, I think this is just a great topic to to discuss of, you know, what, what businesses need to be aware of. And more importantly, for um, you know, builders, uh, developers to to advise their clients and say, actually, these are the tools out there on the market, but these are the limitations. So let me kick uh, kick it off with the, with the first question. So <laughs> combining online and offline sales, you know, what are the challenges? Robert, what can you sort of come up with? Boom. Um, the, the main challenge I feel is the accounting aspect of it. How do you deal with, you know, reconciling your books, all the bookkeeping, all of the, you know, taxations, all, all that stuff, for lack of a better word, is is really, in my mind, the, the first stumbling block. Like, how can we make sure that if we're getting payments from two different systems, you know, hopefully we'll get into a, a, a very fun discussion about having a single system for all of it. But a lot of people who quickly jumped into e-commerce over the last year and a half probably did it with a system that has nothing to do with their actual physical infrastructure. So making sure that that can be reconciled and you know put in order is critical. And you know even beyond the accounting is you know all of a sudden what about the inventory aspects of that? You know if if I'm ordering something online via you know some pickup. Uh, at the store option, I got to make sure that I have that in the store. And if that's not connected, you know, again, to backend systems that manage it, even if you're a small shop, just making sure, you know, that if someone shows up because your automated e-commerce system said, great, you can go ahead and pick up that, you know, a uh, wheel of cheese and you show up at the uh, cheese store. Is it actually there? So th- those are my least, you know, off the bat, uh, big concerns about, Mixing bricks and clicks. Accounting and stock management. Yeah. I agree with Robert too, especially on the accounting side of things. Whether you're in two systems or in one system, even in one system, you still want to, accounting wise, you want to see where those cells came from. And so I think that's going to be key, especially when you do integrate into one system, it's going to be key. And, and you know, as as well as the inventory aspect was the other thing that I was thinking about as well. Just because with, if they had a different uh, system before pandemic and they had their inventory in that, and then they were like all of a sudden had to shut down and switch over to this online and they moved their inventory in there, 
Now, first of all, they've got to reconcile back into their old system. And then they've got to figure out going forward, how am I going to keep bees in sync um, if I'm going to maintain my online as well as my physical? Um, so, you know, we need to make sure that if somebody shows up, they can get whatever they want and that it doesn't say that they can get whatever they want. That's the, that is, I think that is the, the more uh, key thing is if you don't sync those systems, you're going to have very unhappy customers and, you know that just hurts sales all, all the way around. And so I think that that's going to be one of the first things that people that are using two different systems are going to have to to solve whenever they go back into the uh, physical world of sales too. Are we asking too much from WooCommerce? Because essentially we, we're building up this, this well, it's a website, you know, it's a WordPress website. And, you know, we, we're adding an e-commerce com, um you know, a capability to it. Then we adding a, you know, a store POS and also, you know, accounting, stock management. Are we asking too much from WooCommerce to manage all of that? Do we have to resort to, to you know, SaaS and, and cloud-based uh, solutions in order to manage all that? No, we can do this all WooCommerce. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why not. There, there's there's yeah. plenty of customization that can be done, plenty of, off-the-shelf plugins that will take care of 90% of that work. So I don't feel like that is a stumbling block. Now, at a certain scale, you're going to want to make sure, are, are you able to get the reports you need? Are you able to, you know, migrate the information across different platforms? I mean, are you going to build that out, you know, the hard way? Or are you going to, you know, rely on plugins and, you know, SaaS uh, providers that can take care of a lot of that heavy lifting. And, you know, it really boils down to where, you know, how do you want to control all of that? You know, super, super busy online. You'll probably take advantage of a lot of these platforms, but you'll also probably take a lot of advantage of, you know, really customizing internally so you always have at least control of your data. I mean, that's always the one concern I have is you can start small, just get things going, keep moving, start sassifying. But then, you know, how do we bring that all back in to make sure that we have, you know, full situational awareness around what's going on with our, you know, online and offline sales? Uh, th there is no issue with using WooCommerce for soup to nuts around this. Um, it's just sometimes you'll have to maybe take advantage of third-party services to augment that while you figure out your scaling. Um, I agree. And and, I, and so, I, and I look at this kind of as too, like, if, if you're talking to your clients, I look at this as two ways you have to look at it. One, first of all, where, did they have a physical uh, point of sale system and, and accounting and, and inventory before pandemic, and then they went online? So in other words, did they have something before they went online, and now are they trying to figure out how to integrate those together? That's to me, is one discussion, and it may mean that it may mean that Woo is not the answer for them to push everything into. It may mean that Woo, it just needs to communicate properly with those uh, going forward. Now, if they were, um, they were, I mean, just, yeah, you had all your physical people who had to go online, but you also had a ton of people who just started with online during the pandemic because maybe they were planning on opening up something. Maybe they just developed their product and they were ready to go. And so they started in the online woo world. And if that's what your client has done, I think going forward and going into physical world from this is going to be much more simpler for them to try and figure out the way to stay in one single system. Um, I do, it depends on the, the size too of the client. I feel like whether, 
Wu can handle it all internal as one system or not. And the reason I say that is because the larger the client, the more likely that they're going to have some sort of inventory system that needs to be housed internally inside of a VPN, let's say, things like that. So you're going to have to use APIs to be talking back and forth between those systems. So can WooCommerce do it all? Possibly. But if you already have a system in place, or maybe you need a system that works with other in systems inside of a manufacturing facility, let's say, then it may mean you just have to do communication between those. And, and Woo is not your 100% answer. It's your online answer that talks to your physical. Yeah. So in, in, in a nutshell, it's, it's how you build up your store to start up with and also the scale of things. Um, that's a really good example because a lot of people have started small businesses from their living room or kitchen uh, and now maybe want to venture out into farmer's markets to sell their cheeses. So it's, you know, and then to have a POS on handheld device that connects straight to your uh, WooCommerce store that, you know, reconciles the accounts. Fantastic. You know, it's, it's all out there. Um, but of course, the, the, the biggest stores that, that need to combine various uh, systems and integrate it with um, APIs, yeah, that becomes a bit more complex. Robert, also, you know, you mentioned there are so many different tools. I mean, there are probably at least five, six very decent POS plugins that, that are available um, for, for your WooCommerce store. And if you then, you know, add other systems to it. Do you think that um, mixing and matching could expose some issues for uh, usability and experience for store owners. Uh, and then also I want to ask you a bit more about sort of scale and how important hosting is to, uh, to, to make it all run smoothly. Oh boy, that's a lot of questions all at once. So uh, I, 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 I know you like a challenge for that. So. <laughs> I like the challenge. Um, you know, a lot of this goes down to basic WooCommerce. You know, are, how are you actually implementing your store and how is it already connected to your physical presence? So I'm going to keep with that sort of mixed uh, idea in mind. You know, the, the, the challenge for the end user is, you know, what's the muscle memory around their existing, you know, POS? Whether they've started out in a uh, bricks or they started out with clicks because you don't want to put too much friction into that process. You don't want to say that we're going to use, you know, Yith POS, um, you know, at, at the front of the store, but then we're, you know, at the back, you know, on the other side of the store using, you know, QuickBooks payments. It's just going to, things will start getting confusing. And if you have multiple people doing multiple things, going back and forth, you, you want to avoid those kinds of errors because you want to, you want to avoid accounting and inventory issues, and you know that's the trick. So the less that there's sort of that muscle memory to one system, then there's certainly more flexibility. If there is a single system, a single system already in place that's been there kind of for a while, um, you're going to want to try to leverage that, or just force, force in giant quotes, everyone to a new single system so that they're not going back and forth between places. As an end user, as an admin developer, I like single systems that handle as much of that as possible because then there's more control over access, permissions, where everything's going, the reporting, how it's being done, uh, the actual accounting. And we haven't even touched on making sure that the payments actually get to your bank so um, that you can actually pay yourself at the end of the day. So, you know, try to trying to avoid 
a, a, a complete plethora of systems is a, is a good idea. And you might pay more for a single system, but the amount of peace of mind, uh, hopefully security, and just you know, uh, reduction in time doing all that busy work is definitely worth it. It's it's also the strength of of course open source WordPress. You you can integrate so many different systems, but at the same time, it can also become a weakness because it is it can be a, a jumble of all sorts of systems that try to talk to each other and therefore you know have the potential to to crumble at some point. But having good expert advice and testing, like everything, and backups, <laughs> of course, is always so really important. And that's where your hosting provider comes in. You know, where you know, you know, at Cloudways we have backups all the time. You know, we have you know performance. So you want to look for that in whatever hosting provider you have. And you make a great point about making sure you have that you know level of backups and redundancy. Uh, you know, one of the nice things that we're able we're able to do at our end at Cloudways is you know having access to multiple types of cloud providers to be able to scale and uh, provide redundancy. Um, there's another thing that um, I've, I've seen before, I've mentioned before, is the additional opportunity because now you have online sales and you have off offline sales and you can create, you know, loyalty programs. You can use, you sell on, uh, online gift cards and um, uh, use them offline or, you know, when you visit a, a store, other loyalty points and so on. So, um, I know Robert, you mentioned um, in, in a message CRM, uh, email marketing, and those sort of systems which we haven't mentioned. But you know, those are really good examples of how you can extend your sales well beyond uh, the online and offline experience. Well, and that's the. I mean, if you have a good, you know, bricks business, don't forget about how you can take advantage of that, and you know, in the click space, you, you know, collect those emails. You know, whether it's through a loyalty program and. Uh, there are a number of WooCommerce loyalty plugins uh, out there as well already, and um, you know leverage both sides because not you know as much as I may like getting out of the house and actually going to a store for the first time in like two years, there's still going to be you know I live in Chicago, so there are going to be snowy days coming up, and I'm not going to want to leave the house, but I want to take advantage of the fact that I have a relationship with you know that store and be able to do it you know online. Yeah, it's it's a great way to empower small businesses and not make them dependent on, on huge systems for which they pay a, a big commission. Oh, sorry. And I was going to say, I mean, having that kind of online presence probably reduces your actual headcount that you need as well, because, you know, yes, during the pandemic, you know, a hundred percent of shopping was online. Now you got your store back open up, but do you really need to have 10 people in the store now since half the staff and not that I'm, encouraging laying off folks but i mean it's just you know at some point you have to look at the uh you know can you actually afford to keep you know a staff of 10 around um can you transition you know one or two people to manage the e-commerce side and you know, now you're avoiding those costs and you know you still got to pay rent on the store you know we we're talking a lot here about small businesses and how they're going to do it but i think that we also have to look at the really large businesses to see how they're starting to go back into point of sale. And it is very contactless. In other words, I mean, I don't know if you've flown United lately, but you cannot whip out your credit card and, and buy one of your snack packs or a drink anymore. You have to have already registered your card in the United app 
and they charge you through that. It's totally contactless. You, you go to Starbucks, you can order it in your app. They bring a code, you know, you're done. Uh, you go to McDonald's, same thing. So we're seeing a lot more contactless. I'm not having to have that physical device for them to swipe. And I think we're going to see that that is going to cascade down. I mean, right now, yeah, if I'm going to go sell my cheese at the market, I've got to have that little, uh, you know, I need something they can swipe, right? But do I always, and am I going to have to always, or am I going to be able to just like, you know, show a QR code and let them bang it with their phone or vice versa to make payment so that it is truly contactless. And when you say contactless, one, we know we're talking, we've come out of a pandemic and so contactless is very important. But I think even going forward, contactless is important for security purposes more than anything. No one is like seeing my credit card number. The one, you know, I'm saying no one can make a photocopy of it or take a photo with their phone of my credit card number with its date and, and code on it. And so it becomes much more secure when you go to the contactless payments. And so I think we're going to see this cascade all the way down to even if I'm paying my neighbor, right? I mean, how do I pay back somebody? Venmo? I mean, you know, I'm not handing them a credit card to swipe anymore. And I think we're going to see this become very, very prevalent over the next five years. Hey, Bob WP here. And I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Boo. You know how important reviews are to your client sites, or even your own boo shop. So why not check out the world's leading review platform where over 626,000 websites have been rated and reviewed. Trustpilot integrates with WooCommerce, not only to help with getting more reviews and displaying them, but it also gives you the benefit of SEO. Every month, over 4 million reviews on Trustpilot helps potential customers find your clients and helps those customers make better buying decisions. Using Trustpilot with WooCommerce transforms reviews into traffic, sales, and customer loyalty. All you need to do is head over to the WooCommerce Marketplace and get their free extension. If you have a client who is looking for a point-of-sale solution, consider suggesting Foo Sales. In fact, Foo Sales is the first native WooCommerce point-of-sale to support in-person payments using Square Reader. Now you can use Foo Sales with the Square Terminal for your client projects, but the icing on the cake is that it not only works with Foo Sales iPad and Android apps, but the Foo Web app. So you really need to check this out if your clients have been asking for a point of sale solution or a new point of sale solution. Find them at foosales.com. And now let's head back to the show. Do you think it's going to be a race of the, the strongest? I, I mean, you know, a PayPal, they have a, a similar sort of thing where you can pay with QR code. Um, there's a, a customer of ours, they, they use the POS and QR code. So they'd have a, like a showroom. Uh, you, people used to scan, you know, scan the QR code and then, you know, use the POS to check out. They wait for a coffee and then all their shopping would be delivered or, you know, ready made for them. You know, there are, there are lots of different innovative ways to to use QR codes and not necessarily like a POS or a handheld device uh, to, you know, pull out your credit card or tap it. Um, I think that's a really nice example, Robbie. Um, my sort of question then sort of leading into that is, um, you know, the, the race of the, of the, the, the offline payments 
um, you know, with Wu announcing a, a new partnership of the handheld devices uh, just launched in the US, and I think the UK and Europe is, is coming out soon. Uh, GoDaddy has also announced one quite recently. Is, do you think it's a fair... How can I best phrase it? You know, the, the pitfalls of, of coming out with, with different systems now, is is there a right timing or is it already too late? Do you think we're ready for some new innovation and credit cards, even that is something of the past? You know, just your general thoughts on that, Robbie. Um, I mean, is it too late? Probably not. I mean, because what I'm talking about does require the buyer to have some level of technology and not everyone has that, right? I mean, we know that. It could be it could be demographic reasons, you know, whatever. But they don't have that capability. And they still are going to either, I mean, geez, you know, you remember that thing called cash? They may want to whip out some cash and have you check them out there. Um, but they may also just say, all I have is a card. Um, and so you're still going to need that that capability for most people. You're going to need that capability. And so I don't, I don't think they're too late. I do think, though, that... That technology that they're coming out with, I bet you anything that that technology is already set up, that they know all they have to do is upgrade some firmware and some software on that for it to present a QR code versus need to swipe a card. And so I'm, I'm imagining that those, if they're coming out with technology now, they're thinking they've got a future proof for this, right? And so future proofing means I've got to be able to up, update that physical hardware to work in a different way. Or I need, I need that hardware to be just like just as basic hardware as it can be to work with a software device in a in an iPad or an iPhone or or a computer or whatever, um, and so that I can update it and control it going forward. So I mean, I don't I don't guess that there I don't think anybody's too late coming into this. I mean, I forgot what the metrics are. Robert would be better at this because he's all you know he's all about those metrics of how much our e-commerce is growing these days. But it's astronomical. I mean, e-learning is growing and e-commerce is just like passing it around the track five times, you know? And so e-commerce is only going to grow. And I say e-commerce, and I'm also, I'm, I'm representing that as also the point of sale systems that tie into that e-commerce. Yeah. Robert? Um, I, I absolutely love that Robbie brought up the uh, United contactless payment system. It's completely invisible. They know where you're sitting. If you order something, you know, in coach, they're just going to, punch your seat number in and you're done. And, uh, I mean, that, that is kind of a, a, a brilliant new way. And I would have actually never thought of United as leading in sort of that kind of, uh, uh, payment process, but it's great. It works like a charm. I'll swap seats with you next time, Robert, and I'm going to order a whole lot of things on your seat number. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, and really it's never too late to even just incrementally change, uh, sort of the payment landscape. It, it, Look at, I mean, I, I think what the, the the first sort of like credit cards as we know them didn't really pop start popping up until what the nineteen fifties, sixties. So we're, we're talking, you know, half a century ago plus. But you know, what does Apple do? You know, in the last what five years, they create Apple Card, and that is a completely different experience to using a credit card. You know, dynamic credit card numbers if you want. Uh, you know, hidden emails. Um, you know, completely digital experience. There, there is no you know paper statement that you get. It's all handled digitally. You still get a credit card, and it can work for you know what we think of credit card swiping and whatnot pur purchases, tapping, swiping, you know, all that kind of good stuff. But it's it's an insanely more 
pleasant experience to owning a credit card, you know, than all the old sort of uh, school kind of stuff. So there, there, it's never too late to even just incrementally make some cool stuff happen, I guess is what I'm saying. Sorry, you don't need a lot of technology for that because WooCommerce does drive a lot of that. I mean, I'm also thinking of really simple transactions of, uh, you know, booking a, a rowing boat on the river with your family. You know, you, there usually is a QR code that takes you to a website, to a booking page. You pay there, you show them the, the reference number and, and off you go. You, you don't need cash anymore. You don't necessarily need a POS either. Uh, and even if you pay a deposit, you know it can be refunded um, within you know within within minutes because the the, the attendee can just just press a couple of buttons. You know th- there there are some really innovative ways that don't need a lot of big technology, but WooCommerce does still play a really big essential part uh, in that. You know, I, I think some of these examples really get me quite excited about uh, the, the future of uh, you know of, of payments and and your. Uh, you know the the airline example. It's fantastic. It's you it's... know the, the the big thing will be you know the the trust and confidence that people have in these systems, and that that at the end of the day. So if I'm going to my local cheesemonger and you know they have they rolled their own payment gateway, that's not going to necessarily make me feel particularly uh, comfortable. You know I, I'm going to want to see that there's there's some branding and accountability behind the systems. If you look at a POS, it, some of these are being very explicitly branded because then you kind of know. You know, I like to say whose head to kick if something goes something goes wrong. So if something goes wrong, am I going to, you know, yell at the store owner or am I going to yell at Square? Or am I going to, you know, yell at, uh, you know, Peach Pay or Fast, you know, on the e-commerce side and how, you know, going back and forth or Stripe? Because those are the ones, those are the folks that actually have the money and are controlling it, not necessarily, you know, your local fromagerie. And I love that you brought up the Apple Card, by the way, Robert, because I was thinking about that earlier and I meant to mention it. I love that technology that I have a card that I can use as a credit card everywhere, but it has no information on it other than my name. There is no credit card number. There's no expiration number. There is no code on it. You know, it is like, hey, here's my card. Um, and I love that. Now, it means I can't type in a number if I'm going to do e-commerce traditional way. I don't have that. But if they've enabled Apple Pay, I'm good to go. Right. And so um, which does work in Woo. So we're all good there. Um, so I think that. We're going to see more of that from the other credit card providers, too. I think that that's going to become a bigger thing, which also, again, changes our landscape of of uh, our online checkout processes, right? I mean, we're going to see more and more of the very easy checkout process. I don't have to type out this long number and expiration code and all that, as well as the more important thing for, for our clients, the more important thing is they don't have to worry about that they took those numbers from their customers. They're not responsible now. The security, the liability lowers tremendously. So I love it. I'm like, I wish everybody would pay this way because now we don't have to worry about if they're storing all their credit card. Lord forbid they're storing all their credit card numbers. Hopefully they're not doing that. They're like somebody else do that. But let's just say Stripe gets hacked, right? I mean, oof, that's going to be Tremendous, but not if it's all done with these numberless type or 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 random not numbered type payments. It's going to be much more secure, and I think this is going to become the way we do e-commerce going forward. Um, and there may even be some cooler things that we don't even know about yet, right? But I do think that that is going to it's going to become key. It's just so easy nowadays to have your identity stolen, your your credit card number stolen, and so. Going to these type of systems is it just makes more sense for everyone. 
everyone involved, right? The 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 store owners, the customers, and definitely the builders out there. If they could sway their clients to going ways that protect them, that's the best thing they can do. Yeah, I think uh, touching on security is, uh, is 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 well done as well on on this subject because it is payments are a big security risk and and responsibility for all store store owners. Uh, and it makes you wonder, maybe maybe cash will make a comeback, you know, when you, you buy a, a wedge of brie, it's just a, here's a fiver and uh, thank you very much. So I, th- I think we've, we've touched a lot on, on, on payments and also the danger that we, you know, we have so many different types of payments now, you know, there, there's Apple Pay, there's, there's, there's credit cards, there's, do you remember, do you, do you still have checks in the UK? Uh, sorry, US? Oh, yeah. We have checks and e-checks. I have not used a check in years. <laughs> it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, you, I can, sl- I, I'm slowly seeing my lifestyle or money lifestyle change. Not using checks anymore. Uh, if, if I have cash, that's a complete accident. And I had to get it for some really weird reason. That's just never on hand. And more and more people are just getting comfortable with that idea. Like 10 years ago, I'd been like, what do you mean? I can't leave the house without at least a 20 for an emergency because I'm going to need to get a cab. And now, well, no one gets a cab anymore. You just whip out your phone and call up an Uber and that's tied to your credit card. And, you know, all these weird things that have really completely changed uh, in 10 years. And, you know, add the pandemic to it where people are like, well, now you're forced to change. So let's think about it. We actually had a luxury, uh, maybe even a technological acceleration for consumers and end users around all this stuff that they would have never thought about because they could just go to the ATM, get, you know, 20 bucks, you know, buy some cheddar and uh, call it a day. But now it's like, well, I have my phone. It does 99% of everything I need to do from payments at the bricks on clicks. It's great. That's so funny, Robert, because I still, I still carry cash. Like, I'm like, I just still cannot get that out of my mind. I'm like, I better have some just in case. And I tell you what, I went to the farmer's market uh, a couple of weeks ago and I I had cash with me and I was like, I'm probably going to need this at the farmer's market. Oh goodness. I really did not need cash at the farmer's market. And I think I befuddled them every time I pulled out my cash to pay with, they were like, Oh, oh let me see if I've got change. Literally perfect, you know, example. When, you know, when I go to the, you know, the Kaza stall and, you know, try to get something at the farmer's market, no one is actually looking for cash anymore. That's, that's yeah. the, that's long gone. Even buskers have uh, caught up on the game with a QR code. People begging for money. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that yet. That's still cash. Um, I don't know, but the first time I pass a, a person holding a sign under an intersection here in Houston that has a QR code on it, I will definitely give them some. Right. Because <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> Just uh, What's your address, Robbie? <laughs> you're going to come sit underneath the intersection down here, Robert? I'll, I'll give you the address. <laughs> right, right in front of the house. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to give one, uh, one last question. Um, so, um, you know, this is for the builders advising store owners. So we, we've talked about so many different payment, pay, different payment types and you know, even cryptocurrency is, is a big one that, that you know, people use. Uh, different multi-currencies as well. Um, wow, again, like, like last time we spoke about checkout, it's, there, there's so much to it. It's an absolute minefield to advise customers. So, you know, as a sort of a, a piece of advice to, to reassure them that, uh, you know, the world is not all going to collapse uh, or quite the opposite. Um, what would you give to them? Well, you know, I, and I think I've said this in other shows before, too. 
always our our advice when we're working with our clients is to make sure to keep it keep it simple. Don't go crazy. Don't try to don't try to offer every single payment out there known to man. Um, that's just going to make things much more complicated. And if my client is selling cheese, they they probably just know about selling cheese. They have no idea about all of this checkout things going on. That's where they're looking to us for advice. And our advice is always, let's take this slow and easy, right? Let's start with the prime ways we think your customer's going to pay. If they were brick and mortar, that's great. We have some sort of clue. We have an indicator of how people pay before, right? And because we have experience online, we have some ideas of how online sales normally go. So we can advise them of the best things to start with. Um, and, you know, you mentioned crypto, which we haven't even really touched on in here, uh, even though I think it is also going to be a much bigger topic over these next five years, too, just because it is becoming more. I mean, people know what it means now. I don't know if you watch the World Series, but every other commercial was about crypto. I was just like, wow. So it's becoming, it's, it, this is going to be a bigger discussion for us coming up really soon here. I would be very hesitant on a client right at this moment, advising them to jump into it with their e-commerce store. But I think we're, we're going to see that coming up. We are, and we're going to start seeing our clients asking us about, that's where, that's when it really starts becoming something, right? When your clients start coming to you going, hey, I was watching the World Series and I saw this thing about, I need, I need to know what crypto is and I need to take crypto. Do I, you know, and so we're, as builders, we need to start educating ourselves right now on this because it's, it's coming, whether we want it to or not, it's coming. Well, and, and. It, it, you, I love this whole crypto uh, thing. First of all, because Matt Damon is so pretty selling crypto.com. Uh, Isn't he though? I'm like, really? Matt Damon selling crypto.com? Okay, anyway. But uh, and you can get debit cards from these crypto providers. Like you, Coinbase has a debit card that will reward you. Like you're going to spend it like cash. You, you, you keep a, a little cash account in there. But you get rewarded in crypto. So, I mean, there, there's going to be benefit. You know, there, you're going to see players like Coinbase, Crypto.com, and all, all those uh, folks trying to get you to use their new economy platforms. Yeah, I think that's, that's you know, it, it's good food for thought for a lot of people. But, I, you know, Robbie's advice, keep it simple. Um, start slowly. And I think the store owners would know what their customers prefer to pay with. Um, but also keep an open mind to the evolving world of of payments and how people want to do business and um, be able to upgrade your systems easily. And again, you know, where we started on with uh, your accounting system, uh, stock management, you know, also the, the, the marketing opportunities. There's so much out there and all very good, positive uh, interesting developments as well that don't need to cost a lot. I think as a as a small startup, you can create fantastic uh, systems that that tick up tick a lot of these boxes, um, and you know with with just a number of of a few plugins. And as you scale, you know we talked about security, we talked about hosting. You know it's all sort of in a way taken care of. So um, you know, thank you for both for for this this really great insight in uh, in in sort of the the world of POS and as we make a move back into to offline sales. I think we're all as as builders out there, we're going to be playing who moved my cheese with this over the next five years. Like seriously, we're just going to have to keep watching. You're going to parmesan it off. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, Robert, I'll uh, let you say one more word, whatever Rockford you can come up with. I'm going to go with. Uh, Mimolay. Robbie? 
Oh, geez, this is difficult. I only get one word to wrap this whole thing up. Uh, too many words. I'll have to baby bell you out. So um, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you both. Um, thank you. And uh, we'll see you all uh, next time. Hey, everyone. Bob WP here. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. Looking at ramping up the reviews on your client sites, do check out Trustpilot and their free extension on the WooCommerce Marketplace. And for those clients looking for a powerful point of sales, foosales.com has you covered. Of course, you can always stay on top of all of our episodes by subscribing to your favorite pod app. And until next time, keep on doing the woo.